I'd find it's the pre-anxiety before you actually say anything. I'd find that if you want to admit it to your close group of friends, let's say you're going to think like, oh, the lads are going to might think this and me like that and me. Whereas like when you actually do eventually open up about it and you get over that anxiety, you realise that nothing actually is wrong at coming out about your emotions. You actually should share them rather than bottle them up. Like I've been through some shit myself and me personally, I noticed that that was the worst thing about it was actually admitting to other people that I had a problem rather than just saying like, right, I have a problem with open up about it. And you don't realise until you actually do open up about it, that is the best way to get help for it. So we bite. That's how David intros there. We bite. Guys, we're back. It's no guys podcast here. Finally fly. That's every single way. So I was practicing my radio voice all day. See, it has to come organically, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I was all day. I was like, how do I want to sound with this? Hey guys, how are you doing today? Hi guys. Hello. What is up, guys? <laughs> it's podcast, podcast here. What is up, guys? I'm with my co-host, Benjamin. Would have been the most annoying people Benedict on, on the internet. Sp- sp- special guest. No, but in all seriousness, there's a real reason we're here. And there's a real reason. Um, and it's not it's not Caitlin Bennett. <laughs> it's, it's, actually, it's actually not Caitlin Bennett. Not that Caitlin was just Bennett. a rant. <laughs> yeah, that was just a rant in the, in the previous. Um, the real reason we're here and we have Connor on the podcast is... Me and Connor had the pleasure of having um, an intoxicated conversation, maybe mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. before, maybe intoxicated know, under the influence. Uh, under the influence, maybe just of certain <laughs> of a certain we'll Mary, Jane. Water, yeah. sort of Mary Jane. Mary Jane. We'll, we'll just say water for now. <laughs> well, we had this conversation, and he pitched to me his thesis, and naturally. Mm. As a support friend, I have to sit there and listen to the pitch about the thesis. Yeah. Musia, okay, I just want to put myself, I'll, I'll put myself through the ordeal. Of <laughs> well, all due respect, you. there's never anything usually fun or interesting. But with that being said, Connor pitched to me his idea of the thesis. I thought this was, it was something, it was something riveting to me anyway. It's about how men systematically are kind of made not to be vulnerable and it's always been ingrained in them not to be vulnerable okay so as a man i feel it's difficult to open up to family siblings parents children especially uh, because you don't want to worry them you don't want to put as a dad it's different to when you're younger a dad you don't want to put your troubles to your kids You feel as a man that you should be more responsible and that you're the strong one out of a family and that anything that's bothering you, you'll feel you'll sort it out yourself. If you go telling people and seeking help, it does feel like you're showing some kind of weakness. But in this day and age, Things are changing and uh, you need to be able to talk to people. It's a whole lot to do with me. So, as a male um, in my 20s, I think it's definitely hard to feel vulnerable. Um, like, everyone everyone expects you to be a grown-up and, you know, deal with things maturely and know what to do at this age and what way to conduct yourself and what way to feel and how to look after yourself and all that. But the feeling of vulnerability is, it's a tough one to deal with. You don't know where to look, who to ask for help. You just know that you're in a weak spot in some sort of situation, whether it be mentally, physically. You just don't know exactly what to do to make yourself not feel vulnerable but the best thing to do is to make it known that you're feeling that way and to try reach out for help so it's kind of yeah. what, what kind of is is it's an analysis of how media and society has 
created an extreme form of masculinity and has created a, a certain has normalized extreme masculinity yeah it's became a as, as, as 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 regular masculinity yeah and and i feel like there's so much people talk about it all the time with women they talk about women's body image and so some women are so uncomfortable with their body because of um f- female body types being presented as normal so skinny and yeah. And, and 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 some girls get anorexic or has have these doubts and insecurities because of that yeah and and women and a lot of like feminists will say stuff like um the media projects women in a certain way or expects yeah. women to act in a certain way and that's harmful for women and of course it is i completely agree but what my thesis is all about is how the same media has affected men and how it, yeah. it's something that's much less talked about and it's something that i think is even much less noticed we just because i feel like masculinity ha- is is taken as what it is there's no like like there's gender is always changing what women are is changing transgender people and like the the idea of gender is changing so much whereas masculinity is something that's not being looked at on a finer in, in the finer details yeah in my opinion and it's not um what's the word like it's not chastising women no, 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 nothing like that. It's no just looking about how the same media. It's that's... just isolating men and how, as men, we handle our vulnerabilities yeah. and in the way that we don't handle it. It's always been yeah, and naturally, as men, we have evolved ever since. Ever since evolution, we've the same thing that's remained in our evolution is our attitude towards being vulnerable. Yeah, and this stems from the most basic years up until now we still struggle to be vulnerable Mm. and again it's it's not no criticism to women but it's just highlighting how sacred it is to a man to be vulnerable to be be emotionally vulnerable to to be like men are kind of expected i think in a lot of ways to be emotionally secure to be physically secure yeah to be financially secure Mm -hmm. and so I feel like there's a bigger, there is a big pressure on men to be yeah. to fulfill those requirements, mm. to be emotionally stable, to be uh, steady and, and be able to handle whatever yeah. life throws at you. And there's no one, there's no one giving advice to young men. There's no outlet that's saying, "Look, this happens in life, and this is how you're gonna have to learn how to deal with it." There's no communication or talk about being a man and the different struggles that men actually do go through, because I feel like men are constantly being. Uh, assumed to have it all together when we don't we're people and, exactly yeah and like and I, yeah. I even think men sometimes don't even realize the struggles they're going through because yeah. we suppress it to 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 a point where talking about our feelings is not even something we'd consider it's, it, yeah. it's like you're like we so much men su- like suffer in silence and and don't uh, express their insecurities or their vulnerabilities and it's just interesting how that's come about and how that's normal now and how has that came about like based on your studies, well, mainly. So, so what I looked into is how it was first reflected in, in material culture. So in paintings, in uh, in statues, um, I went on to discuss how it was represented in comic books and stuff because comic books was such a, a huge thing when they first got introduced in the 1930s mm. and especially superheroes in general because it created a very extreme version for what a man should be and, and so much people had access to it and, and then they started bringing superheroes into the war and basically using it as propaganda. There was... Um, a psychologist I studied in with this thesis called Frederick Wertman and he said that Hitler had nothing on the comic book industry in regards to propaganda and when you actually look at golden age comic books all the comics is is it, it's very much creating the do's and don'ts of being a man even when you look at Clark Kent and Superman and that dynamic they have between them yeah. Clark Kent represents everything that a man should not be in a lot of ways he walks with a hunch and stutters his words and doesn't know how to talk to women and can't get Lois Lane because he's just too afraid or at least that's what Superman tries to portray because no one will ever believe that like this coward is actually Superman who is chest out and rushing into danger and and, and brave and gets all the girls and flies off with her in his arms and stuff Mm. like that and it has created that kind of dynamic and that's just one way it's observed but there's so much different ways you look at uh, advertisements for even just men shaving stuff it would always yeah. be a, a dude with this chiseled jawline and abs and like underwear ads and all that kind of stuff there is that media around men it's just not talked about or addressed or put forward as, as much as being a damaging thing be- Man, but, it, but it is a damaging thing yeah. do you know to, to have that expectation the one, the one for me the big one would be the emotional fortitude um, just because 
it, it has such a deep rooted place in the minds of men to be emotionally strong men don't cry man up it's this Tough. is words this is words we hear all yeah. the time being a man like if you're upset about something like <laughs> it's just an example with my dad my dad's one of the most macho men who, who <laughs> i know in my whole life but if i ever have a problem and i want to go to my dad about it like my sister would go to my mom she'd get probably heartfelt advice my dad would say cop the fuck on do you know what i mean yeah but it's, it's just it's just what's normal that's what he knew and that's what his dad knew and that's just the way masculinity has been perceived if you're a yeah. guy you man mm-hmm. up you get on with it whereas i feel like it's time now when you look at the epidemic that's facing males and male depression rates and male suicide rates this is a topic that needs to be addressed it's something yeah. that needs to be brought to the forefront and i think guys need to start accepting that we yeah. are we are people we are before we are male or female we're people and we need to as humans communicate our problems to overcome them that's how we survive as a species yeah and i feel like to neglect that is to isolate yourself to neglect that is to is to put yourself in a place of self vulnerability and self unclarity you don't know what to do or which direction to go in as a man Um, and i feel like women have a bit more options in regards to who they can go to they have friends who they'll talk to but i know from my own experience if i have issues it's very hard to ask for help it's very hard to it's very taboo to kind of talk about too at times yeah it is and and you feel weird bringing it up to your friends whereas girls just say look i have this problem and it's driving me crazy and then they can talk about it all day yeah and they'll be the girls will be supportive and and stuff like that whereas guys we just don't do it and there's there's a reason for it and it's a societal issue that just needs eventually men do have to be like we do have to become synonymous with the fact that we have to take ownership over vulnerability yeah and it's something that has to be embraced yeah i think men often struggle with that is be it's it's the fear of how they're going to be perceived yeah i'm going to be perceived as weak yeah pussy or whatever because i because i feel a very normal human and it comes with every single status it comes with the fact it comes with sexual attraction it comes in relation to sexual attraction with women do i still maintain that macho-ness or maximum testosterone if i am opening up to a woman about my vulnerabilities because with us sex and relationships are so intimate to us must twap but (laughs) (laughs) but what men often fail to understand is that something like vulnerability can be as sacred and as intimate and as exclusive with a woman as sex and your overall relationship can be like how is it so easy for us to be you know preordained just to have sex and be ready to like we're manufactured that way yeah Mm -hmm. we're not manufactured to be vulnerable no and it's very hard and 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 that's why it's difficult to do and that's why i couldn't help but think about when you first said that time that um even stuff like financial status is hard for men to be caught in a vulnerable state there, over oh, in that situation. There is a pressure, I think, on, on guys to be the provider. Yeah. Or because it's traditionally been done, even if you think it's not your prerogative, it kind of is to some degree. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? like, like there's so much people who I know who will say, I don't really care about money or my career. But if you had a family, I guarantee you that's different because you're going to want to be the man and the father and the, the dad. And what does that mean? Like, 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 what does that actually mean to be the dad is it to be a good dad or a good parent or is it to be emotionally ready to to take on a family mm-hmm. and i feel like that pressure and that responsibility weighs heavily on a man probably more so than a woman sometimes obviously just different cases where there's some women who are uh, single mothers and stuff like that and everyone's situation is different i'm just talking across across the board here in regards to the pressures that that men face and the uh, men often um Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no, keep going. Do men often leave it up until it's at the boiling point of stress to then convey their vulnerabilities? That's why I think men, a lot of the time, display their vulnerabilities through aggression. Because if you actually look, yeah, the only emotion that is justified, that like really and truly accepted, that a man is allowed to feel is aggression. Like if a man broke down crying and wailing and super upset and was all over the place people would be like get a grip but if he's ticking angry and boxing the head off some lad because 
don't know if someone spilled a drink or slapped his girl's arse or something like that lads are like oh yeah well in fairness he did slap his girl's arse do you know what I mean but if, so yeah. he's, but if he sat there and cried about it and got upset about it it, it, it would be uh, get up and grow up do you know what I mean yeah there, there's there's a certain I think there's a certain hierarchy of emotions that, that is accepted by men and, and aggression is like the top one like masculinity and aggression just seems to go hand in hand sometimes like to be a man you have to be a bit tough and a bit like able to like if the time ever came you have to be ready to be to engage in this violence whereas I don't think a lot of guys are ready for it I don't think yeah. that some guys are actually capable of, of, of doing but, that emotionally but there is a pressure to be that way yeah. and then when you don't feel when you don't feel that when you don't feel that requirement I feel like sometimes you feel like less of a person you're not succeeding enough and it creates all these different doubts that you'll never voice that's you know that's I mean? really true just like well referring to one of the points he made um i was asking um girls the other day well well past weeks ago um i asked them like do you think it's um would you ever ask a man out like would mm. you ever ask a man out on a date yeah like if the man like for example on tinder would you ever pull the first string and like ask the man out and like start the conversation or like be like hey do you want to go out or something i just feel like um girls are have no men to be more of like they're the, the men yeah yeah they are the men they, they are the man or oh, they're meant to start it they're meant to do this they're meant to do that which i feel it's, a lot of girls think yeah a lot of girls think that god like for guys it's just easy and guys yeah don't, the, a lot so, of girls so, think so, that guys don't have the same fears that they do yeah. in regards yeah. to that stuff whereas or, everyone has the same fears guys are just put in a position where they have to but be the one who initiates they often it. expect men to be self-dependent though and be able to provide these things for themselves yeah. first yeah before they have the ability to provide it for the family the per- yeah that's why like dates are almost kind of like litmus tests you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> for, for to, under- to understand like what does this man offer to the table for me what can he do yeah and that is something that in societal terms has always been there since the beginning of time and it's hard as men too to keep up with the yeah it's not even financial demands but the no it's more the no. financial expectation or the or the or just having yourself together I myself have felt vulnerable plenty of times in my life, um, especially as an adult from the age of 18. I have been in a couple of situations where my mental health hasn't been great at all, but I feel that that feeling of vulnerability and not knowing what to do and feeling helpless and it, it can all be it can all be aided by asking people or talking to people or reaching out to the people that are closest to you. Not everyone's going to understand what it feels like to be vulnerable, but if you make it known that you're not feeling... As a, as a man, as a man, you're not feeling strong, you're feeling weak, vulnerable, whatever, that's absolutely fine. Make your feelings known, because once they're out there, they can't get back in. And everyone else will help you. He needs to have more, you know, facilities that will address men's mental health. Uh, you know, because they're overloaded with so much that they've bottled up. And maybe, uh, you know, they need help. And if society can do that, it'll be full of a whole lot more good men and not the selfish kind so that's why there's only a certain amount of men who have problems opening up there's others as i said don't care they don't care about what other people think and you know so the the ones who have problems opening up are usually the stronger ones because they're more passionate and they feel more And I feel like because it's not a big outlet for men, like there was something I read when I was doing my thesis and it was like, there's only two safe houses for men in America, only two safe houses for men in America who've been uh, victims of abuse or sexual abuse, only two, whereas there's countless in every state of America for women and children. Yeah. And it's just, that, that for me just shows how systemic the problem actually goes down to. 
to the point where governments and society do not think men need it even though there is like one in six men have been sexually abused if you include the prison the the, the rape rates that happen in male prisons yeah. one in six men have been sexually abused that's a fact that's a statistic mm-hmm. the female statistic is like what one in five or one in three or something yeah I couldn't I couldn't even tell you the, it, just the I don't know it off the top of my head yeah, either yeah. yeah but it's not a crazy difference but there's only two male safe houses so what yeah. where do men have to go how can men actually act when they're in a place of vulnerability or when, when they have been victims of, a, of a, a violent crime or a sexual crime? They can't turn anywhere. So True. what usually happens is they turn to aggression. They turn to uh, kind of delinquency or stealing or like going off and binge drinking. Destructive outlets. True. Yeah. There's no constructive outlets. It's not encouraged for men to be constructive and improve it. But for a man to act out, it's actually probably more encouraged. Like, if they're like, ah, he's going out on the lash because he's fucking, like, his dad passed away or something. So they all go out and, like, if a guy went out and was getting pissed off or getting pissed drunk every day, people almost rationalize that and understand that instead of trying to encourage a constructive way of dealing with those issues. Mm -hmm. And it it does, I think, stand to that societal issue where men don't think they need help with the problem, don't think they need help with their problems. Women don't think men are more secure. And then because of that, as a whole society yeah. there's no provisions for do, men to, do you to know deal that, with their society do you know that problems. this societal thing of like men being top heads also started with like cartoons as well I also I watched a documentary on how like um, the cartoons like in those days um, during the world war um, Looney Tunes and so on they they would make um, all these cartoons hmm. to like teach children at a very young age how to act how to act yeah. how, how like what the perfect man is the perfect man goes yeah. to war the perfect man is strong tough does not slack is always muscular always ready for yeah. action and <laughs> which which is it's just like those things of um war are do are portrayed just because of war yeah so because of war yeah. even like what i was if, saying with comic yeah. books they the first issue of a, ever a superhero comic ever was Superman in 1938 yeah. it, at the beginning of World War One yeah or World War Two World War yeah I th- World War Two I think it was within World War Two because World War One there was less technology yeah yeah so it was, it was World War Two yeah so, it was yeah so like it's it's crazy how like um that whole mentality has still been pushed over to this new century or through those centuries and it's still current and. It's just it's very behind. People are still, I don't I don't know. I just feel like, for me, I I, I'm vulnerable. Yeah. Let's put it out yeah. there. Vulnerable. I I <laughs> We're cry. All, I'm vulnerable. I I, 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 cry, I cry when it's time to cry, but like when it's ne- yeah when it's necessary. Exactly. Yeah. When yeah. when it's time to cry when I feel there is. By pain. the way, there's no such thing as it being necessary. Cry whenever you want. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm gonna correct like, on yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I feel like um when people are so toughened up and like when they're uh, well because I don't like to sh- I I'm not a man of violence I don't I honestly do not mm. have time for violence no. if if I feel offended I feel offended mm-hmm. but I would never ever lay a hand on anybody Those are the means to the spine like yeah I think there's two faults to um the vulnerability phase I think there's two barriers towards it I think one men struggle to be vulnerable because it almost strips them down into a helpless victim state yeah and they don't which want to men over there. time have never been associated with yeah. yeah so what men often like doing men often like bringing up the whole vulnerable vulnerable stuff almost in hindsight when it's past yeah when it's so gone yeah past they'll, that they'll phase. act out or they'll have a roaring match and they go ah oh, look i'm sorry the yeah. only reason I, the only reason i acted that way is because i was this way when the solution would have been to address it head on to ev- to effectively communicate yeah, that's yeah. A, that that that's a fault in place but i don't so, think we're being taught i don't think we're actually being taught or given the tools to know how yeah, to effectively, effectively but it's like you said men only react to vulnerability in the aftermath yeah or men react in in hindsight when they're in a better stage of their life so it's like to be honest babe I didn't tell you around that time. I was pretty, I was pretty down bad, you know. Yeah. Like, nothing was going well for me. Nothing was going. Um, I could say that now, but why did you have to wait to say it now when you when, could have said when it shit's then? Already been done. Yeah. When, yeah. And the solutions in place could have been made much quicker for you. 
depending or not, sometimes you have to assess if your partner is willing to understand and be there to listen and be there to be patient. The same patience we do have with women and understanding and listening, it has to be reciprocated sometimes. Yeah. And what women fail to do is to do that and understand. And what women fail to do sometimes when they do understand it, they more understand it or they take it in positively, receive it, is because they fetishize the idea that we were vulnerable to them. Mm. Yeah. Do you get now do you understand me in that yeah. sense? It's as in girls say, Oh, I, I, cried, I love I love a sensitive yeah, guy. I cried. And often than not, the girl all the girl could take from it is, Oh, but he cried in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cried in front of me. He was well, comfortable enough to cry. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're missing the under the underlying message here. I am upset because I'm in a vulnerable state and that, I'm hurt. Guys, and, if your girl does that, just yeah, just skirt out of her yeah. life, man. Just dip, just dip, dip yeah. ASAP. Just and let me say, doesn't. and let me say, I'm 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 going off of this on a hypothetical. Um, it's time to get anecdotal. I'll mm. say. Um, the first thing that made That's me be a segment. Do you want to, yeah, let's get anecdotal. (laughs) The first thing that made me, and I'm not saying this right now because I'm on a podcast. The first thing that made me fall in love with my girlfriend, um, let's rewind the clock back to 2017. She asked you out first. I I, I love that. I love that. That's totally breaking down the societal norm. But what made me fall in love first with my girlfriend. I'll tell you you something that broke down the society. Yeah, no, hold hold on. You'll be so surprised. Um, I had it. 2017 if i could reflect on that that was a time when a lot <laughs> are you seeing a trend here like no much has changed it's when yeah. people are passing in my life and it's mysterious it's i can't i can't gauge i can't understand it and it has left me in a vulnerable state to myself so i had people in my family pass um and i had back-to-back funerals almost around this time yeah now coinciding with this i met emma mm. you know in that sort of way and i met emma and what happened was we met in a nightclub a few times, hey. did whatever. Hey. We did whatever. We kissed or whatever. We, we danced or whatever. We yeah, kissed or we danced or whatever. You kissed. We kissed. Let's keep it PG. But we, but we never had... We never For had all the, the children listening. <laughs> we never had discussion or dialogue at any point of this. It's very body language based yeah we did, didn't have discussion or dialogue but i remember the third time <laughs> that's a nice way to put it the third it's very body language based <laughs> the, the third time i seen her um i received the news that my baby cousin had died and it was very it, it took it, it's, it it was a day i was in a vulnerable state and all these things are running through your head this that and the third um you're kind of left numb to or whatever but then like I still kind of, I remember we were texting at the time and I really liked it but we never proper exchange and proper discussion and I was so afraid to go out because I was like because I had past experience with girls it's not that I was seeing girls exclusively I was texting girls I was talking to girls I was hanging out with girls right? all, all through the years like you, you know this mm-hmm. I know this yeah, I know this me and Dave used to be a team <laughs> yeah we this, this Playstation this Playstation <laughs> conversation getting broadcast now on the podcast but yeah. what I found often was the last hurdle I tripped over with a girl sometimes I was talking to them was I got vulnerable with them and they did not receive it well no they called you a weakling they, well, no I, they did no it's a subconscious thing it was kind of yeah, like I, did, I think it is subconscious they wanted to be understanding it. now this isn't me Chris, fuck you like, like calling every girl what I understand is they wanted to be understanding about it. Yeah. But their subconscious couldn't let them be. It's like, yeah, they don't know, I think, yeah, they don't know how to deal yeah. with a man's vulnerability as well as they know how to deal with a girl's they didn't. Like, vulnerability. I, you'd open up to them and they'd kind of be like, mm, chill out, dude. Yeah. Down. And then suddenly yeah. it's, yo, chill out, man. And suddenly they're hitting you with the man too, which, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's a, it's a dagger. Where they, yeah, chill out, man, a little bit. They're immediately off you. So yeah. I was kind of like, I was, um, I was kind of mindful. I, I was aware of this, and I was, it's it's what it's what it's what would have mainly put me off. So I was kind of like, do I go out and like, what if I see this girl again? I start crying on her shoulder <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. And um, I went to so so we went we went we went to this nightclub the third time, and I had seen her again in the nightclub, and it's the same thing. It's it's this overwhelming 
rush of hormones, body, body language, language and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, there's yeah, it's that's that form of communication. And then we're whatever we're in the smoking area and we're talking, and I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of need to find the words to talk to this girl now, like have a bit of dialogue, have a bit of conversation, mm. and whatever. I blurted out with drink on me. I just went, oh, uh, my baby cousin died. That was yeah. the first thing I said to her. <laughs> that was the first, and, and not to even laugh, not to even like, it's it's kind of an uncomfortable laugh more than anything. Um, the first thing I said to her was, yeah, my baby cousin died. And it was kind of one of the things, and it was, there was a bit of a pause, and she kind of went, oh my God, like, you know, I'm kind of waiting for that, oh my God, um, yeah, I'm kind of going to go, whatever. But she was, kind of, she was like, um, oh, do you want to go outside and talk about it? And go out and talk. And then that was like the next three weeks of being with her. Bro, being drunk. <laughs> huh? Being drunk, you must be wild. No, that's literally a blur it out. Like, <laughs> like naturally, my, my, my dad has always told me something. He's been like, if you're not feeling up for drinking, like, in a me- if you're not already in the mental state to drink that day, why why drink? Yeah, true. Why drink with a chip worst. on your shoulder? The chip turns into a boulder. It turns into. But see, see the way you went out there. Mass is into something bigger. See the way, see the way you went out there. Yeah. Even though your baby had cousin had passed away, and you went out. Yeah. Even so, it's like that's but that's how guys have been taught to channel their. Yeah, that was channel, my coping cha- mechanism rather than yeah, because. Like, cause we can't talk about it. We we can't we can't talk about our feelings sober. We can't talk. We can't talk. So we need to get drunk and just blurt it out like yeah. idiots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We need to be given constructive ways to deal with our issues. Yeah. Because exactly. these things happen to men. These like, do you know what I mean? These things do happen. This is on an everyday basis that happens to men. So long. Cut a long story short. That was basically the, like the next three weeks. And then, sorry, getting nervous. Laugh. I was like, I think a week later, then my 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 uncle died. Then I was just like like. Um, I was like, yeah, this is gonna sound nuts to you. Like, this was like for over a three week. And you stage. only started seeing. Yeah, it. I was just like, this is gonna sound nuts to you, but someone else died in my family. Like, uh. and I just don't really know how I'm dealing with it. It's kind of a mystery. And this, yeah. and again, let me just tell people that that is part of life. You know, that's simple as. That's, that's really good but, what you did. Hmm. That's really good what you did, and the way she reacted. It's yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Even some men wouldn't. And react, I gotta be honest, that's that's like, one of the first things that made me fall like fellow men yeah. would even react the same way. Yeah. To you sometimes, mm. but like there, I I, I reckon good. like Emma, Emma's a, a unique case in that sense, or not a unique case, but she does not represent, I think, all of the women and how they would have reacted. Yeah. yeah. Because keep in mind, you you didn't know her too well. You're going out, and like you said, it was mainly body language. But it's so easy for and and you know what? In the situation, I would have understood it too. Yeah, it's so easy for a girl to go, and trust me, it does happen. This isn't in like the movies where oh, it's not you, it's me. I just don't yeah, 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 yeah. and I have to protect my own peace. That happens in real life too. Yeah, girls turn and girls turn around to us too and tell us, yeah, you you're kind of too damaged. I don't or, really know. Or you're you're too much for me. Or yeah, and and thing is, got like that's another thing with rejection and everything else. Mm. Yeah, guys are expected to deal with it a lot more and bounce back with it a lot more. No. Nope. We go through the same. We sit down. Go through the same tub of Hagen does. Yeah, uh, we do, we we just don't have three girls coming yeah. over and comforting us. We, <laughs> like you know what I mean. We don't have three girls. We're like slumber party. But, yeah. No, but we yeah, don't have um, that. It's self therapy. Well, we just sit there and we probably watch a watch a movie by ourselves. One thing, one thing I've I've been like one famous quote that's just been going around this century is like, um, "Real men cry." Yeah, um, I've and, seen a good bit of that. Like, it's good to see though. It's, I think it's really satisfying to see those. You see, like a perfect muscular man, you know, his life is good, everything is good, and you just see him sad. I think yeah. things like that should be normalized. It should They're, be normalized. They are completely. Yeah, like people cry. We're all human beings at the end of the day, and yeah. we shouldn't be taken as um under um like a special set of human beings i i, I think it's necessary and I, I i think now is the time to change yeah. it this is a time where i feel like people are so much more open to yeah. to these changes in mindsets and adapting to and, and, and changing their understanding yeah. understandings of what we know already it's very easy to say that you know what men are supposed to be but we still don't we're still learning yeah and, and i i think that to see that progression to see guys getting like, more comfortable talking like about instance, it it's such a big good beginning like instance, phase yeah a very big instance of like men like 
being sad is all these men that went for the wars and everything they yeah. come back from the war they have all this huge mental illness PTSD, PTSD like depression like they've killed thousand, people they've yeah. seen their friends killed mm-hmm. yeah and he, like, you've yeah. seen it with like the war in Vietnam you've seen it with Afghanistan you've seen yeah. it but war in general yeah the soldiers yeah. come back they, they come back they become up. weak yeah they become weak and explosive the society aggressive. just ignores them and expects them to still to, be a man to, yeah you can't be a man if you can't be human anymore that's how i've seen it yeah you can't be human if you have gone through such thing as killing people and like you know seeing your friends being killed right in front of your own eyes and Mm. you you don't know how to react you so you keep all those inner thoughts and even in well all those memories inside you and it causes problem for you which is also seen in the case of like aaron hernandez when he um like he was so scared because he, he wanted to portray his father's behavior of being a perfect man. Hmm. That's actually you nail example. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. um he, he was scared to come out to his dad that he was gay, and also his friends his friend was also scared to come out to his dad that he was gay because mm. they they saw their parents as they've been strictly bounded to this manner of of behavior of behavior mm-hmm. and of a man and of this is how men should act and mm-hmm. everyone should portray that but and it like it is extreme like yeah. we need to disconnect i think we like as a society now we need to disconnect ourselves yeah. from that extreme uh view of what yeah. masculinity should be because it's it's dynamic and a gender a whole gender is not supposed to act a certain way the same way yeah. you'd never tell a woman you have to act this way yeah you have to be quiet or you have to laugh a little bit louder or close your mouth when you're eating you know, like like girls can be funny and goofy and everything else so i feel like there's been so much time and understanding into like changing that perception of women and getting women into sports and all that kind of stuff and it, that that was such a great big progression but there's still a big factor that's lacking at the moment and that's what that's what males yeah and um, one of the things like it's funny you were talking about war and stuff like that because one of the things i was reading was actually about how in ancient times in neoclassical times uh in time like the spartan times when the, you had uh spartans and athenians and in ancient greece when democracy first came around in ancient greece they had to find a way to make men still want to fight in war men being the the, the bigger more dominant gender that's who they were that's who they were targeting so they basically started to ingrain military with masculinity. If you were not a member of the army in ancient Sparta, you were basically exiled, more yeah. or less. And then every man had to go through all these trials yeah. and, and display emotional fortitude. You could never display pain. Even they had these tests where they'd put rats underneath people top, underneath people's tops. Yeah. And if you displayed pain while the rats were eating away at your stomach you were you, you failed that test you were exiled mm-hmm. and even though that's such an extreme case this is where it stems from it stems from these ancient times when we were forced to be milit- militaristic we were fighting wars people were people like countries and civilizations were only forming and there was so much conflict and they needed men to go fight in the wars and they needed the men to go fight in the wars good and bravely and with mm-hmm. with with don't run away don't fear anything so in order to do that they kind of militarized ma- the masculine mindset i think yeah in, in in a way to 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 make men emotionally stronger to make men want to be physically stronger and able to ha- handle this intense conflict and to handle the intense emotional trauma that comes with that and then i think that has that's now been filtered down to modern day society in different ways obviously not as extreme as ancient sparta but you can pay, you can literally see it still today in today's society you 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 see it in uh movies tv action movies comedies like yeah you, like you it's, see it's it everywhere you see it in the superstars and you yeah. see it in like the dwayne rock johnson and the mark Wahlbergs and stuff like that you see it everywhere um still being portrayed obviously not in, in as an extreme light but it's still very much a thing it's still very much a play in the mindset of men i feel Dave, as a man, like I don't really find it that difficult to be vulnerable around people I trust. I think it's just the way I grew up, I could always sort of express my emotions in whatever sort of manner I needed to. 
and that's probably down to my parents and my brother and that and, 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 and my boys like like we've always felt kind of comfortable to an extent to talk about what we're feeling like we, we, we might not get into a deep conversation about it but we always do sort of surface it with at least one of the people within the group and I think it's very important for people to sort of build that trusting environment where they can feel like when they're vulnerable they're not being judged or not being uh, tested in any sort of way it's just really important not even just for males I think I think it's important for him and all sorts of people to just And it's funny you said um, you said around neoclassical times that there was this sense of internment that men had to fight. Yeah, and men had to. They pretty much they pretty much made it so that masculinity and military went hand in hand. So yeah, that they they had a, they had a saying in ancient Sparta. It was a uh, come back with your shield or on it. And if you came back on it, it meant you were dead. And if you came back without it, it meant you were a coward because you dropped your shield, which is a, a, a sign of surrender, more or less. Yeah. So, and that was something mothers would say to their children. That's how deeply ingrained it became in the, in the male mindset. And then that obviously just filters down throughout society. And now that's the the mold we are are to fit. It's very soft representation, but it's the same thing that happened to women. Women were depicted as being weaker, being smaller, being stupider. The women were den denied rights to education, rights to vote, all because of those systems, all because of those things being put in place. I just think it's a time now to change uh, the perception we have of masculinity and start providing constructive outlets for, for emotions and um, uh, for, for fears and doubts and, and, and to try and get rid of the image of the big, tough, brutish guy who will knock anyone out and take any drug or do any destructive thing because they don't care one of the things one of the traits of hyper masculinity is that males perceive danger as exciting and they perceive violence as manly um and i, I think it's very much true like I, I think a lot of guys will see something that's dangerous and there's almost a like a instinctual desire to be like ah it's not dangerous i don't care do you know what i mean i'm gonna mm. like like you, you see someone mm. like like you're saying oh, i'm not afraid of heights i'll jump off that building right now like we're almost supposed to be excited about the idea of 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 danger, yeah, and and, and it, it it creates destructive outlets. I feel for, for should grow. Yeah, it should grow. It should change. Should We're grow. in a society where so much is changing, um, and and then just masculinity has been staying the same. The understanding is staying staying the same, and then when you look at male suicide rates, even just in Ireland, where it's seventy percent of suicide is male, and it was an epidemic here for years where there was unbelievable amounts of numbers of, of, of males committing suicide and you look at that and, and you just think if that was happening to any other sector of the society if there was this many gay people killing themselves we'd say what was the story with that's a societal issue yeah. whereas for males I think it gets overlooked a little bit yeah in that sense that because it's harder to determine yeah 100% when the answer is there in plain sight mm. you know in that sort of way like men have find a lot of these feelings um, and it's escalated towards dating rather than um, resorting to help which they would also associate with resorting to victimhood yeah a victimhood has always been deemed as feminine as the feminine way things are done victimhood has always always been deemed as being a feminine quality as in yeah. i'm not saying that's true i'm not saying it is a feminine quality i'm just saying that's what society has deemed it yeah yeah so it's it's it basically become a game a game of men don't want to be perceived as women and if you do anything that displays weakness it's feminine that's what's been associated with it in a lot of ways uh, and and then be, if it, if a guy does show those vulnerabilities he's being womanly he's not being manly he's not he's not fulfilling yeah. the expectation and then it's of sad man too that be. man that man that men have to have a follow-up reaction to their vulnerability like yeah like men convey their vulnerability and then it's immediately followed up with oh if they're telling their friends or something it's followed up with oh fuck off lad stop slagging me because i'm crying or whatever yeah or like actually i don't give a bollocks like it was just yeah like, I was yeah just, i was just drunk like i don't even really like her. it's it's <laughs> <laughs> i was just drunk <laughs> stupid bitch anyway <laughs> yeah, i didn't even like that girl man i didn't even like that girl man anyway like who? but it's sad that <laughs> something about being vulnerable 
amongst other male peers as well. It, it's sad that even that is something that just isn't organic as See, it should be. I, I, I do feel like some males do fit that very hyper-masculine requirement. Yeah, yeah. I feel like some males, that is them to their core and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's who you are, but there is a pressure on all men to be that way. And when you are trying to shape someone who is not that person into being that person, it can damage them because they have insecurities and they feel like they're not, they're not fulfilling their full potential. They're, they're, they're not meeting the requirements and you feel like less of a man or you feel like you're not doing it right you're not living your life right in, in a certain ways and that creates a lot because of- men too men too more than women are so objective based on everything they do yeah that's why men have stuff like why do you think men enjoy video games so much yeah task completion everything. yeah 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 it's an exactly. objective it's example, an objective yeah, yeah. objective <laughs> a hand so you get in the top right hand corner from the from the moment you start a mission on the top right hand ho- corner you get the objective objective i can't Speak say English, that today bro. you get that on the top left hand corner they've had too much wine I yeah know. and then and then that is, minutes gonna start crying yeah, gonna start <laughs> and, and then and then from then on that becomes oh my gosh <laughs> i so freaking drunk <laughs> 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 we love you David <laughs> boys drink wine too but before, we're, drinking, before, we're actually drinking pink wine here funny enough spritz but before I lose my talk spritz yeah go ahead um, yeah from then on the man's main mission is to towards completing that mission and this is something that in a game this is why I feel like game developers even design games to be almost 72 hours long like worth play because we'll do it <laughs> Because we, we will We'll rush right through it <laughs> We will Give me GTA I'm completing it in two days <laughs> But then There's that void in me Once I've completed it What's the next? It's the satisfaction That then turns into a void True And I feel That same principle Applies to men In real life They always have to meet a mission Or meet a requirement And when they can't do that, when they when they know if they've been pushed to their limitation, they know they can't do it anymore, or another they've completed it, it leaves a void again. Mm. And of unfulfillment kind of. Of unfulfillment. Yeah, and then and then it more becomes unfulfillment. And that's a sad thing because men shouldn't be left in a state where they feel that what they're trying to do has ran its course. They haven't met the requirements. Mm. The only way a man should fucking feel like that is probably in a job, maybe. Yeah. Or at the end, or like the example we've began with at the end of a game. They shouldn't have to feel like that amongst amongst their peers, amongst their, amongst their family, amongst yeah. their partner in a relationship they're in that they've... And that's... Like, make it be clear, me saying that is not me saying that you should hide how you feel towards a man as a woman. Yeah. If no, you, if no, you are no, sad, it should never happen that yeah, way. Yeah, if, no, if, if you know a man isn't fulfilling their full potential, you should address it. Yeah. But if there... Because there could be something yeah, <laughs> that's blocking yeah, you mentally that, yeah. as well. And, and like, it could and like be a deeper say, rooted yeah, problem. Women being, women being a bit oblivious to it and going, no, fuck that, you need to do this. It's actually a good thing. Yeah, like... In a lot of cases. Like... Uh, like, let me break your head, for instance. Do you want to know how I met my girl? How do you meet your girl? She, she asked, oh, I, go. I never knew she liked me, actually. Really? Hmm? Yeah. You were just violent. I, don't, I actually, I can't read emotions. I can't read female emotions. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to stress I think myself. that's like every lad as well. We don't I, know. Because that's because if girls like you, all she, they do is they throw shade for two seconds she, and then they look away and like, did you see? I hope you've seen. You ain't shit. You ain't she's shit. The, she's the person that initiated everything. For real, for real, about a woman. I am. Um, I I didn't know. She just told me. I was like, oh, let's cool. break down the societal status quo, guys. So, so that's that's how life goes, your girl. That's how See? life goes. Let's go. I I just feel like um, <laughs> if any girls want to ask me, I feel free. I just feel like I just feel like <laughs> I I'm never. I don't. I I would I would try, but I'm never going to force myself in an instance of trying. To an accident that would wreck me. Yeah, yeah. To get a girl. Yeah. Mm. Like you're not gonna bend over backwards. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. It's well, just, I think I think if if you are gonna get with someone, it should be kind of natural anyway. Yeah. Obviously, it shouldn't be one sided like appeasing. 
Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like it, should, um, it shouldn't be like you're like she she doesn't like you at first, so you're gonna do everything you can to make yeah. her like you because what's gonna happen? Yeah. yeah, what's gonna happen once you stop giving her everything she wants? She's gonna be dip and go back to Marcus, whoever the fuck. <laughs> you know? Marcus. I don't know. That just sounds good. That sounds a good name. She'd go back to. <laughs> Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, like the bunny boy. Like to be um, yeah. I'm. I'm, back to my I'm proud of. I'm proud of this generation. We're in a. We're in a very good generation. I think we're really on the cusp of something great, yeah, like, great and terrible. I just at the same feel time. like this generation should stay focused and keep their minds really open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my biggest message from today would just be. Guys, if you have if you have guy friends at home, if they've been quiet lately in the yeah. group chat, or you have a guy friend and you just think something's not right, don't just assume they're gonna bring it up to you. Don't just assume that they're probably grand. You ask know. them what's going on. You're off lately. Mm-hmm. Like you, this doesn't seem right with you lately. Like ask people. Like I, know. I, I make a point to do it with my friends because because I've researched all this stuff now and because I I I feel like I know what I know and I'd be passionate about yeah. people showing their emotions and being fr- front with people mm-hmm. I-, I feel like it's so important and I-, I make a point to do it but if we we just normalize this I feel like we'll see so much more men being sure of themselves being confident uh, knowing what knowing their place because the, the it all comes from communication it all yeah. comes from oh you're going through this I'm also going through this and then you normalize it but yeah. a lot of guys feel isolated to the point where they feel like they're the only ones who feel this way and everyone else seems like they're doing absolutely grand True. every other guy seems like they're laughing or having the best time ever but it's it, it, they're not you know they're no absolutely not who is exactly so my take on this matter on the subject you know of uh men in society and being vulnerable and how how society see it and how they perceive it like everyone else around you. For example, growing up in a in a you know in a Romanian household, like my my parents have always had this thing, like they weren't very aware of mental health. And like mental health is a huge, huge thing for like now 2020. In the past, I think probably in the past probably 10 years, it's really, really like yeah, taken off here in Ireland anyway. Um, but if if I would have told my parents about mental health, I don't know, five, six years ago, they would they would they would laugh at me because they think I'm I'm, I'm joking. They don't but they wouldn't believe in it. Obviously, uh, I've been able to create that awareness around mental health and educate them uh, properly around that. And now that they're more aware, they're more, you know, conscious of, of anything that goes around that, that does happen in the house and with the kids, uh, my little brothers, with me, um, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, um, guys, I'm just going to challenge you. Whenever this podcast comes out and you hear this part, um, Tag every muscular man you mm-hmm. know that's <laughs> close to you, and tag them hashtag no cast vulnerable. No Do yes. it. Make this a thing. My no last, cast vulnerable. I'd say my parting advice is, um, it's gonna sort of sound like a redundant statement, but in order for men to be vulnerable, they have to be vulnerable with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Know, and know that, what you feel. That, that's. And that's, that means, and that means being honest with yourself first about the situation you're in. Yeah. That allows you to assess it more as a male, and understand. Okay, is this worth telling? Um, someone about. Don't, is it worth telling something about, or is it honestly just something I can I, I can deal with? Yeah. A lot more than most of the time, though. It does help to talk to someone about, but it, it you have I to mean, understand what situation for advice, you're in at the moment. For clarity. Yeah. Be in the now about it. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't become a prisoner of your own manifestations. Yeah. In, no. in my experience, and, whenever I've actually really opened up to someone, like a guy friend or something like that who hasn't been expecting it, just say I'm having a shit day and we're sitting there, we're, we're having a few joints and chilling out. Mm-hmm. And I take the opportunity to turn around and say, look, I haven't been feeling great lately. Just been something up. Usually... There'll be a very simple answer for it. That That's why I'm so blessed stops. with my Bob Brigham friends, bro. <laughs> yeah, ben, Ben's been introduced to one of my Bob Brigham <laughs> it's, friends. It's just how it goes. But you, like, you just, like if you take that second to say I'm not feeling okay, yeah. Yeah, to say to, to say this is how I've been feeling, more than likely that person who you're saying it to felt that way two weeks ago. And they're like, oh, listen, man, it'll pass. Just you do this and do this and make yourself yeah, feel better. That's, that's in, the, in the meantime, we can talk about it if you want. And I guarantee you, whatever you're overthinking 
whatever doubts or insecurities you've had it will go away the second you say it out loud the True. second you say it out loud you're like actually that doesn't sound that big as what it was in my head it's yeah. the isolation it's the lack of communication that really is damaging man, yeah. I feel yeah, it, well, one thing my dad always tells me an idle mind kills you yeah which is which is true it's absolutely mm-hmm. true it's so, absolutely true yeah so yeah but yeah guys that's what did, what did you conclude on your thesis I just want to know what did I conclude <laughs> yeah what do you mean uh, like did you find a way of how we can combat it <laughs> more than anything else? I'm just I'm not, just really curious yeah. that's all. not really does, more more all I did in my thesis was I addressed these issues I looked at them that's what I was going to say I looked at it so my chapter one broke down uh, history of, of with art sculpture and society second chapter broke down comic books and um, superhero uh, movies and things like that because they actually people don't realize that it has a very deep rooted history with um, presenting masculine stereotypes especially sure. because they came out in at the beginning of the Great Depression they came out at the beginning of World War Two mm-hmm. and it was actually a very it was actually at, in the in the beginning phase of superhero comics were used as a propaganda to encourage men to go to war the first superhero the Superman comics uh, featured Superman. Uh, fighting Nazis then Captain America came out in 1941 yeah. and, and he was also obviously fighting Nazis and big Captain America yeah. a big part of it was actually to raise morale to go fight in, in, in the war yeah. and then the third chapter I talked about um, sports and, and sports environment they talked about locker room talk um, kind of objectifying uh, objectification of women or kind of the pressure sometimes to objectify women even if you feel wrong yeah. about it in some way and also like the idea of in a sports context, a lot of guys tend to pump their chest out and be a bit more of a man for that time you are in, in your sports environment. So if you're in a football club or a rugby club, or in my case, a fighting gym, uh, you, you find yourself go, uh, going in and you you kind of put on a bit more of a show when you're in these sporting environments. Yeah. But a lot of guys seem to think that that is, everyone just goes home, they are that person. No one does, everyone goes and they pumped out their chest. and then that's more or less it really like do you know like I, I talked about what else was it no that's more or less it like no, sports that, context that's that's really good I think you covered everything man I tried to I tried to I think you really covered everything <laughs> so guys better go out there and, and tag vulnerable <laughs> notecast man. he bodied it shout out are we doing the shouts we gonna run off the shouts do you want to shout out anyone? Uh, shout out my mom, um, my dad. <laughs> um, they raised a good gym. <laughs> they raised a good gym. They shout did. out uh, Gemma Doherty for being a big cunt. Oh, my. That's, that's another conversation. That's another I'm conversation. That's podcast next in. week. <laughs> Bob Brigham. No, shout out to Bob Brigham, though. Bob Brigham. Yeah, Bob Brigham. Yeah, Bob Brigham done the good and absolutely cussed this girl out of town. <laughs> So shout out to them. Who's that? I don't even know who she is. Racist bitch. Yeah, just some racist. She's like, she's like Irish Katie Hopkins. Like, yeah, she's like, like I, Irish I, I, Katie can, Hopkins. I can say she, no more. Like, she came down to Balbriggan to do a big rally, and like yeah. a few racist people came and, and got behind her. Yeah. But a very big majority threw her the hell out of that town. <laughs> Which is beautiful, man. Threw her out of town. Balbriggan got together, and I, I've never seen actually a big, huge protest like that in Balbriggan. It's a multicultural utopia. It. it is. Let's it is. go. <laughs> Let's go. So shout out to. I saw I saw Chris was at it. Yeah, 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 that's what Chris was at. I was I was they so confused. I was like, what the heck is going on? Is she yeah. is she running for anything or no? I have a breeze. I don't know. Biggest cunt award. She got it. Yeah, probably one of the small parties. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give but a yeah. shit. But Ben, we wanted to shout out foreign show. The foreign show. Have you heard of the foreign show? No. Make sure oh. you listen to the foreign show. What's the foreign show? It's that- Chris and Bash. Chris and Bash, our friends to, that were previously to, on the yeah. podcast, right. they made a podcast and yeah, they, they were talking about it for uh, a really long time. So it's yeah. like it's like Nocast two point oh. Nah, nah, it's just oh, no, a bit, no, 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 Best of luck, guys. Best of luck. That's how I can describe it. They're they're really good, straight to the point. Yeah. Funny. Nice little, nice little. Very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. I think that's what people. Promising way to start a podcast. Yeah. And that's what people need. They're gonna be putting out content as much as we can. You have to understand. This isn't our full time occupation. Very hard to keep up recording these podcasts. Yeah, it's not so, easy. Unless so we have everything. <laughs> the I fucking failed an exam today. I might have to prioritize <laughs> Apple. 
Maybe no we'll still be here next week. Our GoFundMe will be in the so. link below. Our GoFundMe is in the Don't link worry, below. Yeah. <laughs> GoFundUs. GoFundUs. <laughs> the foreign show, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's going to be respect. It's gonna be tough. I know mm-hmm. it's hard doing your first recording and trying to gather people to do it. I mean, in regards to this being my first time doing it, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. It's yeah. so much and fun. And you killed it too, the, man. The, the first, <laughs> Thanks. Thank the you. The first time we did it, it was, it was really... <laughs> nah, this is actually so good, man. The, the first time we started, it was... It was uh, it wasn't good at all. No, well, it takes time yeah. to get comfortable. Then, yeah, so. and then the the second one, it was like yeah, and then I started with my crackhead Benji thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what they named it. Anyways. I was just <laughs> like yeah, I was just I was just the Bali Ali's yeah. But nah, we love crackhead Benji, but <laughs> I'm fucking loving mature Benji lately. Like, oh. he's taking the podcast on another this level, man. Another level. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is going to church after this, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's been nice um, doing this and really nice having you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> And we our preview, nailed it with the guests, uh, yeah. Our, so far, our, our previous guests, thank you as well. We nailed it with the guests. Shout, uh, out, yeah. to Shout everyone. out to the previous guests. Shout out to everyone just having <laughs> been worse than me. Shout out to everybody <laughs> just having time to actually come on a podcast and like give a bit of energy. That's towards true. It, you know? That's like, true. Because you don't have to do that. Like you mean, yeah. you know, I'll just let you stop. Uh, like, but the people don't know. Chilling. The people don't know that there's more coming up and it might be juicier. There's yeah. more coming up, man. We're only improving from here. Blur. Like that's 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 the motivation. Like we don't ever want to be in the situation where in a few yeah. months ago where everything becomes a bit stagnant and you're like, yeah, where do we go from here? Where do we take it from here? So that's so that's great. Like and it's great that there's other um podcasts kind of taking inspiration from it. Like we got a great show off our foreign show that, like we help we were we were a factor in helping them too. Like but they they make their own decisions. But like that's what it's all about it's about getting inspired off other people like while other podcasts get inspired off other podcasts we, we're the same we get inspired off other podcasts yeah and this is this isn't even like mainstream but this local podcast too that we get inspired off so it's about it's about that it's about taking inspiration off of these things also shout out there at the back for still mentioning us in their podcast the very first time even though we're so <laughs> shitty yeah. like really it's yeah just yeah. thinking about like how the foreign show is coming up now just remembered how yeah. like yeah. no castles coming up and like they used to shout us out even though i used to have like this fake beef with them just because <laughs> just be well it was just only me i guess that thing. was when ben was on the crack <laughs> yeah. well, you actually do look like a reformed yeah. crack addict ben, tonight ben, ben, just, <laughs> ben just wanted like ben just wanted some like ksi clip he wanted to have a little boxing match now yeah so no ben is genuinely dressed like a reformed crack addict. <laughs> yeah this is unreal. he's a born again i'm not, <laughs> I'm not. so yeah well, um guys um follow us on instagram if you're not Mm-hmm. Really, no cast show, podcast, show the love. Twitter as well. No cash. YouTube. Even though we haven't uploaded the thing yet. Nah, the YouTube's coming back. Listen, <laughs> this isn't full time again. We don't make an income off this. I need to set up for a camera and then but the like, visuals just, are coming back. But listen, enjoy the audio for now. Yeah, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you want your friends to enjoy it as well, share it with them. Share it with know. them. Yeah, that's something we actually don't dress up. We actually want people sharing our shit, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good at yeah. well to be like... These guys work so hard, guys. <laughs> I swear to God, they're, they're working hard behind this mic to yeah. make this shit good. David bought me wine. Very hospitable. I'm just next, man. Whatever, man. Very hospitable very host. Hogwarts of- <laughs> so, like, guys, just... please. Share. Just, just share it. If if you're if you're on a dinner with your family, just play show it, them. Play, play it with your family. Just <laughs> play with like, your kids. Like yeah, play with your kids. It doesn't matter. We we don't discriminate. We're for everybody. Sit at home with your dog. Bands the dog whisperer. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just play to your dog as well. If you're with your dog, it Fuck doesn't man, matter. We need to catch the last train. So. Ben so, yeah. Milan. We better dip soon. So yeah, guys, yeah, that's we're, about we're it. We're by train times. Yeah. Thank you again, Connor, for thanks, coming. guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a freaking honor. And yeah, peace, guys. Peace. Met Dave. I want to say almost three years ago now, which is crazy, but uh, glad you're having me on the podcast. So essentially, I believe there is a societal push. Um, it's almost like a societal norm, actually, dating back to. I feel like pretty long time ago at least as long as i've been alive um for men to be more masculine for sure um i know i've came into situations like these 
uh, in my personal relationship with family and friends, um, for example, we're always at, I feel like men are always like assigned specific chores, you know, like, oh, men can take out the trash. Oh, men can go and drive here and pick this up. Men can do X, Y, and Z. Um, when I feel like that shouldn't be the case, you know, there's always, especially nowadays, there's, there's like this fight for, you know, equal rights, especially with women in the workplace, especially over here right now. Um, and I feel like if we're going to treat women equally, we should be also treating men equally. We shouldn't. It's uh, me, Calvin. If you haven't recognized my voice yet, uh, I used to be on this podcast a while ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. To be vulnerable. Uh, why is it a hard thing to do? Uh, first of all, I want to talk about the word itself, the word vulnerable. I feel like it's a defamatory word, in my opinion. I don't really care if people believe my opinion or not. But anyway, the premise behind the word itself. When someone says vulnerable, there's an aura that surrounds it. that It's kind of like, oh, that's a bad thing. But it's really not a bad thing. I'd rather like, ex- ex- like express emotion instead of calling them vulnerable. But yeah, it's a hard thing to do, especially as a male. It's uh, I can't explain why. Maybe it's social standards or it's masculinity, uh, high standard masculinity that we need to appease to. I don't know. Anyway, peace out. Love you, no cast. Love you guys. Yeah. I bet. So, <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't have a story personally or even someone I know closely that was made vulnerable by, you know, being a man and people saying man up or whatever. But I just, like, the closest thing I can think of off the top of my head is this guy I was chatting to back, like, before college started, in that little gap year I took. And I just met this guy, I won the H-Pack courses, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I, I me personally, I'm like six, six foot, six one if I'm wearing the right shoes, and I'm black, so I'm kind of safe walking around Dublin. And he was saying, like, himself... Nah, he'd never do that by himself unless, like, he has his friends with him because he's been mocked three times because he's about, like, 5'3", and he's of Asian descent, really, like, frail-looking guy. So people just, like, see him as a target straight away and just, like, just dog him, basically. So, yeah, it's rough out here.